so a few weeks ago, you talked about how Rocky was on, and we talked a little bit about the Rocky things. I've been waiting to ask you this question for a few days, and I didn't want to ask mm. you. I didn't want to preface it beforehand or anything like that. I didn't want you to know that it was coming. So <laughs> that I think you texted me and said Rocky Four's on. I said, oh, cool. That's great. And yeah. I, I think uh, I did not turn it on or anything like that, but Rocky Four. Great, great movie. A lot of people like it. A lot of people think that's the best Rocky. Um, I'm not here for that debate. So I decided uh, the other day, I was like, okay, I got nothing to do. I don't want to watch West Virginia basketball because I don't want to be disappointed. So what can I do with those two hours? I decided to turn on Netflix and see if uh, Rocky was available. Rocky was one of the movies. So I watched Rocky. Hmm. Now, most people think of Rocky as a sports movie, a boxing movie. But I, I want to ask you this question. Is Rocky actually a romantic thriller where it's part sports, but the primary premise is actually about him and the girl who now Adrian? I can't remember her name. Adrian. Yes. Is it is the movie actually more about them coming together than the actual boxing aspect of it? Yeah, certainly a blend of both. Um, and it's interesting because back then movies were a whole lot simpler. Now, like shows, movies, they have like three, four plot, different plots that are all intertwined within one another. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it seems like back in those days, it was definitely a lot simpler. There was always kind of like the, uh, the, the romantic side and then the other side because well, he's uh, trying hard to like like he's showing up at her office every day right she's right. like has one nothing to do with him she shoots she's super shy like it's it's interesting i don't know that i ever thought of that before but then i was like wait this is this is about adrian and rocky more than mm. rocky and apollo it just so happens to be and even the ending is about adrian and rocky and then in rocky 2 they immediately get married anyway i digress just thought I'd throw that bombshell yeah. out there. Interesting. May have to rewatch uh, that again now that I know that it's on Netflix because it is. it's been a while. What, what do you think about speed dating, right? Hard transition from, from marriage <laughs> to, to dating. You met uh, today's guest from a mentor speed dating session. Is can, can you, can you understand enough in a session like that? Like what, what, what are your takeaways on, on in a scenario like that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it was it's fast paced and it was really, I, I guess, telling my story, my expertise, uh, my particular topic was how to leverage your network, how to use uh, leverage LinkedIn, that kind of thing. So, uh, oh, so you I were mean, pitching to him, not him to you. It was. It was so, yeah, it was a mixture of both. And then it was just uh, having the opportunity for the the people in attendance to ask particular questions. Um but as you know, and, and you and I are both really good at it, just in the sense of uh, just some crazy stories in terms of how we've been able to grow our network to the size that we have based on leveraging different tools and opportunities that are available. But um, yeah, it's one of those things. Pitch competition, speed speed uh, events. You, you, there's always, and I guess it's good in a way, right? When you leave things on the table, you don't get to complete the conversation. So uh, anything that makes you want more is a good thing as opposed to you looking at your clock saying, when is this thing going to end? As long as you follow up, which most people do. Don't. That's right. So it's a, it's actually a good way to be like, oh, I didn't do this. Yeah. You know, quick tease. Now I get to email you and set up whatever next. So, hmm. And it Akobe, was welcome. because, yeah, Kobe, welcome to the show. 
Hi there. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Because at we that event, we were able to talk briefly about Kobe's what he's what his venture is, what he's looking to do. So this was a great this is this is a, a, a great way for us to to dive into that to to learn more about it because it really is it's really, really fascinating what he has going on. And I think that everyone will feel the same way. So that's so give, give us the quick yeah. rundown, yeah. So um, we're creating something called ROA. It's an interactional data storage platform. Our goal is to house the presence of the human population on Earth as much as we can. We're going to be storing interactional data from different platforms and turning your presence and your data into an entity that can be able to survive um, different issues that come with being a human being. Um, it's going to be integrated with several virtual reality and artificial intelligence aspects. And it is a Web3 based platform. So it will also integrate all the benefits of the coming age of technology and make sure that we are inclusive in regards to those aspects as well. Um, we are working on several company-wide technologies that will be integrated with the platform as well. And that will sort of assist people in realizing the futuristic aspect of what we're creating in regards to company-wide technology, silent technology, and different sort of applications and systems that will be integrated into the present storage platform that we will be creating. This okay, is where first I, like thing to, that... I like to take a backseat to this because <laughs> I want to hear Zach. As soon as like, anytime you mention Web3, Zach is going to be like, he's, he's been waiting for the definition of this for a, for, for a while. But I, I mean, the whole thing is super fascinating uh, in terms of where this is going. So Zach, I'm going to let you dive in on. Have you, so I have not, I don't have a Web3 question yet. So have you watched <laughs> the show on Amazon called Upload? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I mean, when you were talking about that, that's the first thing that actually came to my mind. So the premise is um, right before someone passes, they have the ability to, or their manager, I don't, I don't, someone has the ability to basically uh, take your life and then throw it into the metaverse, if you will. And then they can still converse with that person via uh, Oculus goggles, basically. Um and it kind of seemed like that in in a way, but maybe not. Um, is that is that what you're thinking? Are you creating upload in real life, or where are we on this? Um, it's not entirely the upload concept. Um, I've definitely heard people um, compare it to that concept. And doing some market research and customer discovery, our system Roa is one of a kind in regards to those aspects. There aren't a lot of companies looking to create interactional technology who are looking to build out a system that utilizes those aspects that we are creating. Upload definitely has some, how do I say this, Hollywood aspects to the actual platform we are trying to create. Um, our systems will be integrating interactional information and creating a virtualized environment that will be housing your presence but I think the Hollywood virtual and comparative systems that 
is uploaded is not entirely what we are creating, but it does it definitely has similar aspects. Does uh, I'm gonna before I forget this question, does ROA is that an acronym? Does that stand for something, or or how did what's the genesis of that name? Um, so the ROA concept came to me when I was actually just creating the platform. It, it's something that makes you feel that it, it is identified as you because you're creating an alternative version of yourself. You're creating a sort of solution that is you. So it's you, it's your, it's your solution, it's your platform, it's your environment. So it, I, I want people to have that mindset that they are creating something for themselves. It's your data, it's your information. And our goal is to create a platform that stores your interactional information and allows you to directly manage how that's regulated and utilized on, on, our, on our systems. So could, uh, could Zach turn himself into the rock? <laughs> I think when it comes to different sort of integrated aspects of people's data, we're going to be specifically regulating how that data compares with other individuals. You will be, you'll have your own specific account. You have your own specific account that will be collecting all that information specifically on our platform. So you won't be able to become the rock per se. <laughs> You know, the NBA just released their AI version in their app where a person can, um, I guess they do, let's take the screen, because I think Ahmad Rashad was the one that did it, right? right? So they, they do a 360 view of you, and then they say, what player do you want to be? Okay, I want to be Kobe Bryant. Okay, I'm Kobe Bryant. They take a play of his, and they but they do it in what I'm wearing at that day, and they make it look like, you know, I'm doing a Kobe Bryant Um Dunk, dunk three whatever michael jordan you know we're not going to name that current player who's overrated um can't win with the lakers but um no i mean that would be cool to to, to see that too so is it for his uh, is it for historical reference at later times do you uh so that we does it have anything to do with life or death does it just have to do with kind of the the like, oh, I'm going to review this stuff at, at a later time, kind of like encyclopedias. Like, where, where do you see the use case as you're developing this? So a lot of concepts are, have been surrounding the idea of a sort of um, encyclopedia or sort of museum aspect of the platform. But what we're trying to create is, what we are creating is a platform that has that interactional aspect of your personality. Um, there are several aspects of data integrations that we will be utilizing to increase the interactions that your entity will sort of utilize on a daily basis. Um, our goal is to make sure that individuals who are utilizing our platform are able to still communicate as if they have never left. Um, text messages, um, meetings, uh, dates, um, are sort of the things that we are incorporating into our platform, utilizing our um, different tech aspects and company-wide technologies that we will also be integrating and selling on our platform as well. What, what, uh, you had mentioned the word selling. So like, like what, like uh, from the monetization standpoint, like what things are you selling back to the consumer or are you selling to, uh, who would you be selling to? 
So our platform is actually web-based currently. We are still on our sort of mid-early stages of the creation of our platform. So if you do have an Oculus, if you do have a PlayStation virtual headset, if you do have one of those virtual reality headsets, you will be able to utilize our platform web-based. As we keep growing, we plan to start integrating more interactive technology. So you are still able to hold your loved one, even if they are passed away. And that is one of the main things that we are trying to sort of integrate and preserve as, as an interactional data platform. Um, a lot of people have started reviewing the concept and finding ways to sort of improve that aspect. And we are always eager to find new ways to make our entities more interactional with, with the present humans. So um, if I understand right, it, you, you could take your text messages. I could take the, I could take my text messages that I've had with my wife, upload that into your platform. It would learn how I communicate. And then if so, if, if or when something happened to me, my wife could still communicate with me uh, once I'm gone. Is, is that accurate? Currently, our solutions are focusing on social media and interactional information you can collect in that aspect. In the future, we plan on integrating other aspects like text messages and such. But we are asking for our current users who are definitely interested in being sort of the first users and the first onboarders onto our platform to email us at roa at curbcoventures.com or follow me on Instagram at adikobe. We will be releasing several updates and several instances of when and what sort of data we will be collecting that allow you to sort of utilize your platform in those specific methodologies. Um, right now, we are working with um, Amazon, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's the sort of interactional information we will be utilizing um, currently. And what are you trying to pull from that? So data like your likes, your preferences, the people you communicate to on a daily basis, things that you're interested in, um, things that allow you to sort of grow in that aspect are sort of the data points that we're looking to sort of collect. And with those specific data points, it allows us to sort of refine what it means to be a human. It allows us to dedicate our sort of requirements into different development aspects as to what you prefer on specific days, how you plan to shop, what sort of destinations you prefer to go to. And that sort of allows our AI to build a comprehensive analysis of what you feel and how you would sort of interact if you weren't presently there. Then the current development aspects is turning it into a entity storage platform. So people who are sort of trying to utilize their rights as a, um, on social media will sort of allow them to continuously post in that AI developmental aspect. So if you still want to continue posting, um, you can utilize it in that method. But the majority of the way our platform is meant to be utilized is up to the person. And that comes with the sort of terms and conditions that come into play. I'm trying to wrap my, I mean, this is, it's fascinating in the sense of it. You can really, my mind is just like, wow, uh, in, term of where, in terms of where all this is going. Zach, do you feel like we live in a simulation now? Um. <laughs> 
if not, we're soon going to be living in a simulation. No, right? but so, like, yeah. I think like, <laughs> I, I heard, I heard, um, what's that crazy scientist, um, Neil Tyson Degrassi? Is that his name? Like, I don't uh-huh. mean crazy in a bad way, but yeah. like, a, like, um, very like gregarious and, and fun type of guy. Um, I, th- I think I heard him say something somewhere. He's like, well, you know, there's like 10 billion of us everywhere. As in like, there is me uh, on other planets and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh God, I mean, that's kind of crazy to think about. I Like it's, it's crazy to think as I get older, I, I don't know, like I, I am actually quite terrified of dying. Um, and so it's like, you just like, so what happens in that situation? And I, you, you don't really know. So then if it is a simulation, I could just restart it like a Mario Kart game. That sounds really appealing and exciting to me. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I always, these here's some random Zach-like things. Like, <laughs> do you ever, like, wonder, like, you look at something and you're like, well, that's an ant. If that ant survives a certain amount of time, does it actually, like, somehow go of, like, the totem pole of these things? The last, the, the last greatest thing is to be a human. And so, like, oh, it turns into a bird. And then that bird lives a long enough time and somehow miraculously it turns into a dog. And then that dog turns into him. You guys are like, this guy's a, a, a lunatic. But <laughs> I, I just, it's just like, wow, like uh, there was an air, you know, and I didn't want it or a spider, you know, on my house. So I killed it. And is that actually a human in some, it's just weird how all this works. And so I, I is it a simulation? I don't know. It seems like we are definitely attached to these things more and more than ever. Um, do these things, you know, is this thing going to go away in 20 years? Like, it's hard to think that something is going to be more than this thing that we are so associated with, but that's what you're developing all this off of. Um, well, the I mean, whole, what was this before, uh, pager? Well, the thing that's fascinating to me is the whole, uh, like neuro tech that is being developed where they can just put a layer over your brain. I mean, you have, uh, Sure. I mean, and, 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 and that within itself is really, really fascinating. Uh, um, Kobe, what I mean, do you think? Do you think we're ever going to do you, do you think we're going to get to a situation where we like we don't die? Because I remember like when I was riding my bike with Eric every weekend, we he is the guy, Eric Olson of Array Digital. He he and I, he's the one who told me to watch Upload. He's only ever told me to watch two shows of all time. Upload was one of them. I can't remember what the other one was. They actually were both great. Um and so he was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe my kids, they're going to be able to basically never die. And I was like, what? Like, you think he's like, yeah, man, the technology is so great. They're going to figure out how to how to make it. So I just either of you guys can can respond to Kobe. It looked like you were going to say something, but like with the advances in technology, the medical field is exploding with new ways to sort of increase the human lifespan, different things like um, artificial limbs integrated aspects of artificial intelligence into the development of different medicines have definitely started increasing human lifespan more. And the next step that we're seeing in the sort of the web three and the tech industry is integrating those aspects into our systems as we speak, finding ways for those sort of systems and platforms and aspects of artificial intelligence and technology advancements are sort of going to be integrated into the different lives of the people who are interested in participating in our platform. So yes, eventually we will be able to sort of 
how would I put it, live forever. Um, and our platform will sort of start paving the way for those medical advancements of integration of entities into robots or different features or items that allow people to sort of live their life to, to the fullest that they could. Yeah, I'm curious of your take. Uh, like one of the use cases I see right away is uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, where, where you, you lose that mental capacity to remember things. I, I really see something like this that either you continue to refresh your memory or it's a way that you can continue having living the life you were before you had this. What, what do you think is going to uh, where do you see the future of that? I mean, it's 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 fascinating. So in regards to some medical specific conditions, our platform is primed to sort of start collecting your data in that sort of methodology that'll allow you to start um, assimilating yourself into our different systems and technologies. So yes, people with Alzheimer's, people with cancer, people who are not able to live their life to the fullest will be able to start utilizing our platform in, in that methodology and allowing us to collect their interactional data. So yes, it, it is a sort of um, leverage to allow people to sort of live their lives in a much better way and allow them to comfortably communicate with people and go about their day knowing that there is a platform that allows them to sort of continuously integrate and, and communicate with their loved ones and, and live forever in that aspect. With that being said, will we find a cure for cancer before this stuff actually happens? Because I, I mean, you, it, it, it's, it, it kind of seems like at this point, like the technology somehow is going to figure out how to interact with it before the actual way to prevent or cure, cure these things. Well, I wouldn't say I have the cure for cancer. <laughs> some people. I'm not have saying said, you are, but like, <laughs> some mean, people doesn't have seem like it. Doesn't seem like anyone does. That the artificial intelligence backing and the techno, techno technology that will be backing the platform have that solution in that aspect. Um, but with those other aspects of people who are trying to sort of cure those specific ailments our platform definitely adds a release and a sort of comfortable lifespan allowing those individuals to live more comfortably knowing that there is a solution for them are you um oh gosh i just totally uh oh so are so are you starting is that uh, are you eventually going to go to voice and then like avatar type video uh, interactions, uh, where, where, where's the roadmap look like for that? So currently with the integrations of Amazon and Facebook and Twitter, we will be collecting some prime interactional information that will allow us to sort of integrate those voice aspects and imaging aspects onto our platform as well. So people who have those systems and people who are already working with things like Amazon Alexa or Google Chrome or Google Voice and such, or, or the Apple HomePod, we will be able to sort of start integrating those aspects onto the platform as well, onto our, into our AI model. Allows for easy, um, easy integration and allows for the different systems and platforms that we are creating to sort of start collecting the information. And our timeline is sort of intricate in, the, in that aspect. We will be incorporating several interactional technologies 
in regards to how people um, interact with their AI counterparts, um, things that will allow people to sort of still feel, touch, hold, and sense that they are currently present are some of the additional um, applications and sources that we will be applying to our, our solution. And it is part of our company-wide technology aspect as well. What, so uh, what I'm curious, oh, go ahead, Zach. Well, Tim, Tim thought I was gonna ask this question a long time ago, so I might as well just ask it. Like, what is Web3? So <laughs> Web3 is definitely this new concept that everyone is, is looking to. Um, in my development aspects, Web3 is anything that's integrated with cryptocurrency, NFTs, blockchain technology that allows people to sort of live in that decentralized manner, um, easy access to information, reviewing or different applications and such. Um, our platform has those Web3 aspects in regards to sort of utilizing cryptocurrency, NFTs and, and decentralized social media and such like that. And that's what we are aiming um, to sort of create. Um, different platforms already are converting to Web3. Instagram is a technical Web3 platform. You can now in integrate things like um, MetaMask and such into your um, Instagram profile, allowing you to actually integrate those um, Web3 aspects. So a lot of platforms right now are converting to Web3. It's not a thing that's unique to sort of decentralized applications. It's how you incorporate those different systems into your platforms and such. Yeah, I was curious in terms of uh, like, how did you come up with with this idea originally? How how did this become become your thing that you wanted to pursue? So I think when I came up with the idea, it was during COVID nineteen, the early stages of COVID nineteen. Um, I'm or I'm twenty twenty eight years old. And I've, I had never seen a pandemic before. It was something that was sort of shocking and new to me and something that I had to experience before. Shutting down the airport, shutting down the schools, having everyone sit at home and sort of watch TV and sort of anticipate the next steps of life <laughs> sort, of, sort of started priming me for that sort of um, development aspect of our platform. Um, things like the president of the United States account being sort of shut down and, and deleted have sort of instigated the development of my application. So that's, 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 that's sort of how Roa came to fruition. And then in terms of like your team, I would love to hear about your team because uh, this is some pretty next level, next level stuff. Where do you go? Where do you find talent for this? Uh, yeah, and can you can you expand on on the team and the engineer engineers that are working on this right now? So a lot of our team come from our different investment mechanism. We've been utilizing a tool that um, that came from our initial investment called Gusher, and that allowed us to sort of work with a lot of um, talent that is interested in, in participating in our application. As as we currently see, we've worked with several engineers. We've worked with the Davidson team. We've worked with people from the 757 startup group, and they all have vast experiences in working with artificial intelligence, working with um, interactional data, and sort of working with the technology that will allow us to sort of have that interactional aspect with your systems and, and, your, and, your, and your entities. So um, we have people from Harvard, we have people from, from Stanford, we have people from Penn State, we have different um, consultants who have that sort of mindset and development 
aspects of their of our solution that have been integrating into our current solution. It's often times where um, a new product, a new solution, a service, a business it could be over a lot of people's heads and they, and they don't necessarily understand what you're doing maybe early on in the process. Obviously, people involved in Web3 have a, a better understanding of, of, of the project, of the business. But how, in layman's terms, how do you explain it to someone who doesn't grasp any of this and it's just like well sonny you're just trying to be like the front, you know the jetsons or whatever well, i was uh yeah and to expand on that question zach yeah i was curious like what are some of the most common responses so when you went through the whole uh icap process doing customer discovery stuff you know what was some of the uh, most common feedback that you received uh from the people that you talked to i think our mvp is sort of the definition of what our platform is. It's a platform that collects interactional data from different platforms and turns it into a artificial intelligence machine learning solution that is able to interact with people indefinitely. Um, so that's sort of the basis and the core of our solution. Um, and that's what we sort of address and tell people. It's an interactional database storage platform that allows you to store your interactional information indefinitely. So that's sort of the easiest and layman's term for people. Once they start utilizing our platform, once they start reviewing our solutions, they're able to see the different benefits and the different growth opportunities and different solutions that we are also applying to our to our to our platform. Is there a can, can are, like what phase are you in right now? Are you in uh, MVP? Um, so we are testing, about testing? to launch our. MVP solution. Um, it, it'll be um, available for people to start um, participating in our design solution. Our platform is currently poised to start receiving the data and we are actually able to start working on that, those conversions into those artificial intelligence solutions that we are have been anticipating. Um, the metaverse and other solutions are being integrated as well. And as we keep developing and as we keep growing, we will continuously utilize our different investor relations and our different customer feedback to allow us to grow exponentially. What, 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 do you, what do you, what would you say your title is at the business? So currently I'm the CEO of the Roa platform. Um, so that would be my title. Um, I do also, I'm also the tech technology chairman of the company that is also creating our solution as well. So it allows us to sort of work in those different aspects. So I definitely do have sort of chairman aspects into in regards to the creation of our solution. Do, do you get in a lot of fights with yourself having those two roles? <laughs> That's definitely um, an interesting thing to say. So, in regards to um, just making sure, oh, I mean, that a lot of CTO, a lot of CTOs, and a lot of CEOs, they butt heads, and you're both of those things. So, yes. you know, yes. where are you in that? <laughs> so, with the different hats that I wear, my corporation allows us to sort of review the different aspects that allow us to create our current solution. And I would say that being able to communicate with the different consultants and the different people who are highly involved with our platform has allowed us to grow in that, in that aspect. Um, how long, so how long have you been working on the current platform? You said, so you said COVID, like, so right around COVID time is when you, you had the idea and then you yes. started shortly after. 
Um, that was when we started doing our customer discovery, um, seeing if people are interested in our current solution. So around 20, I'll say 2018, um, 2017 were when the original aspects mm -hmm. of our current solution were sort of going into inception. Um, working with the Davidson team and our different investors have sort of allowed us to sort of create um, our solution and allow us to sort of be where we are today. What, what customers? I just was curious if you can expand on the Davidson team in terms of what it is that who they are, what they do. So um, working with them allowed us to sort of create our our initial solution, reviewing the different aspects of the um, platform. Um, they are based off of based in Pittsburgh. Um, we use them for some of the design aspects of our current solution, allowing us to sort of catapult us into our different investor um, relation requirements, uh, reviewing how we sort of integrate those um, AI aspects into the different technologies in the system that we're also looking to create as well to allow individuals to interact directly with, um, with our entities. A lot of people over the 148 episodes that we've done this or so have talked about customer discovery. And it's an interesting thing because I think depending on the individual, I think customer discovery can go very, very well for them. And I think sometimes they can take that data and it can go very, very bad for them. When you were going through the ICAP program, talking to the 40-ish plus different individuals that potentially be could become customers, how, how do you trust that they are the right person and that they're giving you the right data? Or, or what are you doing in an, an analyzing the <laughs> analyzing the data that you are getting provided so that you don't build something that no one cares about? Because I think a lot of people build something. They, they ask a lot of people. They seem like they're getting the right data. But at the end of the day, it really isn't going to move the needle and the person isn't going to do anything with it. So how, how, do, you, how do you take that information and, and make it worthwhile? So I think the benefit of the ICAP program is that it allowed us to sort of figure out who our core customers were. And the benefit of creating our sort of platform is knowing that we do have a large marketing group. Um, it, it's about 65% of the world's population. Um, that's about 12 to 55, 60 year olds who, who we are, our target audience. And they make up, like I said, 65% of the world's population. You could throw a stone and find someone who would be interested in our platform. We were able to go out, um, communicate with different people who utilize social media, who utilize Amazon, who utilize eBay, who have Amazon Legacy, who have cell phones, who are able to um, find ways to use our platform in those aspects. Um, I'm curious, uh, who, who do you turn to for, uh, for inspiration for, uh, like in terms of whatever it's reading podcasts or just, uh, some people that you follow, who are the, who are the people that you, uh, look highly upon? So I would say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm old fashioned in that aspect, but, um, when I look at mentors and people who sort of inspire me, um, people, people like Martin Luther King, people like. Donald Trump, people like Barack Obama, people who have large followings and people who are able to sort of create vast amounts of growth in regards to specific aspects in our daily life or sort of the people who I have found as good mentors in regards to those aspects of our daily life. 
I've worked with a lot of people and a lot of consultants who have developed different systems and solutions that allow people to sort of grow in that aspect. Um, people like Bill Gates, people like um, <laughs> people, people like Bill Gates and their different aspects in regards to development of applications and technologies have sort of inspired me to sort of grow my systems as well. So, so you may be the first person that I can think of that has worn a tie on this show. Tim and I typically wear uh, a black t-shirt every single time. His is probably the uh, SpaceX shirt. It's his Thursday Fervent Force show outfit. You have a lot of style. It reminds me of uh, one of my friends, Chris Tillett, who always had a nice style of wearing a suit no matter where I saw him. And I'm like, why are you wearing a suit right now? He goes, this, this is just my style. Like, it, is this you? Because, I mean, the blue tie looks, I think it's a blue tie. I'm colorblind. Like, it's like... The way you dress, it's a, it's very impressive. It's uh, it's very unique for for our show. What what is the uh, a Kobe style, uh, the outfit of the day, and and how do you how do you choose your wardrobe to to look the way that you do as a as a founder of a business? <laughs> so the majority of my inspiration and my aspect come from my father. He's been a great um, inspiration to me in regards to not just style, but how I sort of live my life, how I sort of interact with people, and his style is my style. Is and that's that's something I would I would sort of say. Um, I'm sort of a formal person who has um, I wouldn't say regulated aspects to myself, but that's that's sort of <laughs> how I would describe my style. We're not expecting that question. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was curious in terms of uh, so as you're feeding uh, your platform with the different personalities, different people, that kind of thing. Is that all going to be, uh, that's going to be restricted use, I would assume, in terms of like, I upload all my stuff and I dictate that only my wife and kids have access to that information. Uh, because, I, because I was thinking that would be, I see that use case as being really, really cool. But then you know, as the more I hear you talk about and describe things, it'd be like, how crazy would it be? Like all of a sudden going back to the whole simulation aspect, if people had like, if we're able to tap and now you have a one metaverse where pick a leader is still leading or another leader of the you had you said Obama leading this uh metaverse and then you had Trump still leading this metaverse I mean like that that's that's like that's crazy right I mean it's just like those those are just social networks Tim uh those already <laughs> exist <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah. So I'm if you put thought into that, I'm assuming that you would you would control who. So so there are definitely different regulations that come into play with working with this sort of platform. GDPR, um, California Data Protection Laws, EU Protection Laws are some of the things that we are integrating into our platform as well. And because I'm um, I've worked with a lot of those business best practices and requirements, I feel that our platform will start paving a way for new data regulations, allowing people to regulate how those interactions come into play as well. Well, even something as simple as uh, Tim and I use a tool, um, an app that um, tracks like you're running or swimming or uh, hiking or bicycle riding. Even the last year, they've they've taken it where. People who are providing that data out have now said, oh, no, I don't want you. And I think actually they don't do it at all. Um, they don't show you your starting point because it might be too close to where you live and they don't want that person to somehow get get tracked back. I mean, it's crazy how 
you could start something and then it, it, it pulls back where, I mean, I don't really care if people know what, where I'm starting or stopping or something like that, but I, that's not, that's a big feature that they, I guess, developed recently. And it, it it's similar to what you're talking about, how, well, no, no one's going to get access to this data. Um, but yeah. I don't know what's um, going with that. Data privacy and data protection laws are definitely essential to any sort of platform. And once we start utilizing this entity storage aspect, um, what it means to be a human being is going to be different. You're going to grow up differently. You're going to see the world differently. You're going to be able to review aspects of your essence a little bit more differently. And as we start collecting the data on this platform, as you start utilizing our metaverse and, and Web3 solution, you'll start understanding how those sort of data regulations come into play and, and, and are implemented on a daily basis. Well, the thing that's interesting, like, as I think about this 10 years, 15 years from now, um, will people be able to control like the algorithm? I mean, personalities change over time. So like, can you go back and be like, I want wild and fun, Zach, uh, or do I want, Zach, when he's a little bit more chill and mellow, uh, you know, or uh, yeah, will you be able to control like with a, like a slider kind of thing of, I want to, I want more of this personality or more of that personality. When <clears throat> the original inception of our application is going to try to make sure that people are their true selves, we want them to be them, their ideal personalities. We will allow them to collect as much data as they virtually see possible on our platform in regards to those specific applications on our MVP. But we will always emphasize that we want people to be their true selves, to mm -hmm. be their ideal personalities. And whatever aspects that you don't feel make you your ideal personality is something that is going to be, um, that we will allow you to regulate on the platform as well. You might end up being your um, entity yourself after a couple of uh, iterations of our platform, <laughs> but always finding a way to be your best self is what we're what we're um, thriving for. Slide that thing to the wild meter. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just because uh, it's it's fascinating stuff. Or or you know I mean if something happened, uh, you know there was brain injury or something like that, or early onset uh, dementia, those kind of things. It's like, hey, you know, I want to go back to uh, when everything was was before that, that period of time. Yes, um, the time period of collecting data will allow people to definitely find specific um, periods of time where they are particular in how they are in regards to growth and development expertises and apply that to our sort of solution as well. Um, but like I said, making sure people are their true selves, authentic yeah. selves, is what we all are all we're trying to create. Over the years, I think when cell phones became smartphones and we had more access, I think people really got excited about it. And over the years, more apps and tools have been developed. And maybe there's a negative side of, of this now where um, whether it be bullying, whether it be um, screen time being way too high, things associated more with negative stuff associated with phones. As you develop a, a tool, an asset to store and enhance our our lives over the next however many decades, are, are you worried at all that the stuff that we've been using and developing is 
is not going to be around in 10, 15, 20 years and that it, maybe you're not building into the future the same way? Or what are your thoughts on just uh, pe people having such negative thoughts around kind of the cell phone and, and kind of the examples that I was giving just a moment ago? Technology has been a growing field for a very long time. We have gone through several iterations from how technology first started from the inception of the wheel to what we currently have today, spaceships that could sort of um, stay in the, in the sky for years and years on end, spaceships are being built. Um, so I think that as we grow as a society, there are, different, there are definitely some ethical constraints to utilizing some of the solutions that have been created in regards to technology, cell phone, cell phone usage, um, technology aspects of, of, of Alexa or, or um, the Apple HomePod are definitely um, subject to sort of conversation and such. But one thing that we like to sort of instigate and let people know that it, it is your choice um, that is not something that is forced upon you. You might see other people utilizing that aspect and have that sort of fear of missing out aspect. But um, believe me, once you do find your sort of niche product or your niche solutions, I think the technology and the aspects of it will sort of start fading away. And our goal is to create a lot of silent technology, technology that doesn't sort of interfere with your daily aspects and is specifically integrated into your current artificial development solutions. Uh, how are you funding uh, the project right now? Are, have you guys raised money? Are you looking to raise money? Are you bootstrapping? How's that going for you? So it's a mixture of all three, um, investor um, funding, bootstrapping, and crowdsource funding. So we do have a lot of people who are interested in sort of being those first-time onboarded users and to have that sort of um, confidence that they do have this entity storage platform that they can utilize when they do need to. And if people want to sign up, do they just go to your website? Uh, is that the best way that they can get in the queue for folks when you start bringing on users? Yes. So our initial users, we are requesting them to sort of um, email us at real at curvecurlventures.com or follow um, me on Instagram at, at Kobe. Um, you'll start receiving some updates in regards to um, our different steps once we do release some of the onboarding aspects and when you can start utilizing our platform, you'll definitely be able to see those um, come through. You're very insightful, thoughtful, and articulate in your answers, even though you have no idea what we're about to ask. <laughs> I, how, I'm not gonna ask anything crazy, at least not yet. Where, where where do you get that stage presence? Where where I look at, Tim and I would both look at this as a performance, right? How, where did you, where did you gain such a, um, a strong st stage presence so that you can articulate thoughtful answers the way that you have been? So from a very young age, I've always been in the spotlight. I've definitely had some aspects of sort of growth aspects, being the uh, MVP of several sports teams, being able to sort of be on stage, being able to sort of communicate, working with C-level executives, working with different people from my family and working with different growth aspects. So I'm, I would say I'm, I'm not entirely comfortable, but I've been in those environments enough that it's, I would say it's a little bit easy for me to, to sort of communicate my ideas. Yeah. So going back to earlier shows that Zach and I have had, um, we always talk about reps. And so uh, it sounds like you've done lots and lots of reps uh, to prepare you 
for times like this and for the future? I have a great team. I have people who are always looking to strive for the best in regards to our different development expertises. They've been working on our platform. They've been working on the background. They've been working in different marketing aspects to sort of put together what our solution currently is and the different aspects that make um, Roa what it is currently today. So I'm always grateful for their different um, development aspects and their expertise. I appreciate you talking about your team having a very strong team. You support the team. I heard this quote once. I don't know what the quote is, but it's something like something along the lines of you are going to be the one that loves your baby the most and no one's ever going to love it at the, the same way that you do. So you as the CEO, the top dog, are going to love this thing like it's it's everything to you. However, everyone, even if they are invested in it, is not going to have the same love and admiration for your baby. Have you ever heard of that mindset or, or, or thought process before? And, and how do you how do you tackle that and keep a strong team knowing that they're never going to have the same amount of love for your baby that you do? So in regards to sort of appreciation for the solutions we're trying to create, I think it's in regards to more how much do you want to use it? What makes it interesting to you? Why does the team feel it's relevant? And based, of all, based off of our conversation and things we've discussed, I feel that the people who are directly involved with our solution, the people who are eager to sort of create the solution for other people have found a sort of exciting community that they can sort of grow with and integrate into their daily lives. I have a, this is always a, a it's a fun segment that we've done several times. <clears throat> and I don't know the answer. So it's, a, it's kind of a two part, a two part question. Are you from this? Are you from this area? I don't know. How long have you been in Hampton Roads? So actually, I, um, I'm, I'm from Nigeria originally. I was born and raised in Nigeria. Um, okay. I've traveled around a lot. Um, I'm actually in the area for some investment opportunities. Um, I've definitely lived in different locations as well. So, um, yeah. And so, Zach, you know where I'm going with this. I'm just curious in terms of like, what are the things, that, you know, what are the places that you like most about this area? Like, uh, you know, is there a particular attraction or restaurant or food? Or, or if you think Hampton Roads, the 757, what is it that, that comes top of mind first? I think Virginia Beach is one of the most um, exciting places for me. Um, um, being able to visit that general um, area in regards to sort of the Washington, D.C. and Virginia Beach area, New York Yacht Club, makes me um, eager to live in this particular um, East Coast sort of um, um, place. So that's that's why I enjoy uh, uh, living in this area. Because it's, yeah, this is just something that we've, we've continued to ask many guests, just because I think that so many people, we uh, we have we have a hard time telling our story, and we're we're too close to it. And so, having that outsider point of view and and thought, it's always really really insightful. Something I'm always interested in hearing. What part of Virginia Beach do you love? Just the access to uh, other places as well. Is there is there a specific place in Virginia Beach, or is there a hidden gem that you? So, for instance, for instance, I didn't know that there was the navy. The navy. Um, oh, statue the, uh, Navy, Navy Navy yeah, so there's a the on 41st Street, I think there's a Navy statue. 
or something like that. Navy like, SEAL Memorial. Navy SEAL Memorial. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Um, or maybe I did and just forgot, but who knows. So is there a specific place or a hidden gem that you like to go to uh, in Virginia Beach? Um, so I think just the Virginia Beach specific area is definitely one of the most exciting places for me. I, I like being in the water. I love going yachting. I love being um, riding jet skis and such. So that's sort of one of the reasons why I enjoy um, visiting and living in this particular area. Well, it's All crazy right. weather right now. It'll be a... We'll uh, get to experience a few different seasons in the next couple of days. It looks like <laughs> it's actually really warm. It's been a quite it's been quite warm for the past few days. <laughs> and I think uh, I think the temperature is about to drop out on us uh, over the weekend again. Hmm. Hmm. Let's say you had uh, ten million dollars in thirty seconds to promote your business, a la the Super Bowl commercial style. What would a Kobe pitch? in that to portray the business that you are working on right now? Um, I would first off start by letting you know, your friends are using this entity storage platform. Um, you're missing out. You won't be able to store your interactional data. Um, your friends are living forever. Um, I suggest you get on today. <laughs> there I is a the thing. Idea. There is a thing about uh, FOMO, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a okay. So, have you heard of Jomo? Jomo, please, uh, please tell me more about Jomo. Yeah, Jomo is the joy of missing out, right? The joy, joy of missing of out. Missing yes. Out. So the opposite, you know, fear of missing out. Oh my gosh, what happens if I don't do this? Where the joy of missing out is, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that. I think my sister told me that. Yeah, there is a there is a push on that. Uh, I, I have I've started to hear that more and more. Um, so I'm curious as we're rounding out and uh, coming coming to a close in in ten years time, where do you see Roa and uh, what's it doing? So in ten years time, I see a complete integration with some of our company wide technology. I see a lot of growth in regards to the human. Um, intellect, the human aspirations, and the health aspects of, of our population as well. I see a lot of financial benefits as to the people who are able to sort of utilize this to not just grow their expertise, but also utilize it to sort of um, find a well-being and a sort of safe place to sort of um, store their interactional information. So in the future, I see it as a company that hosts a lot of um, data, a company that is able to integrate those aspects into our artificial intelligence and machine learning solutions and application and a sort of company-wide solution that is able to also um, utilize our um, interactional technology as well. What's something? No, I was just going to say, uh, Zach, that um, it's, it's our goal. We want to... In ten in ten years time on the Ferb and Four show, I, I it would be awesome. We're looking for that first unicorn, the first billion dollar company. That then uh, when people have to go back into the archives and yeah. and look to see where their first podcast appearance was or where they were when they were still in the MVP stage, uh, it'll be really really fun to see them refer back to the Ferb and Four show. And I it'd be really cool if you were one of those companies. Excellent. I would definitely really like that as well. Is drone is drone up a billion dollar business yet? I don't know what they. Uh, I, I don't know what the terms were from the last round, but I, I mean they 
if they aren't already, then they certainly have to be knocking on that door. Very, very exciting. What's something, uh, Akobi, we haven't talked about today that you want to talk about? So I think um, just making sure people are excited and aware of some of the different programs that our um, system is offering. Um, we are doing something called a data donor program. So if you are interested in being one of the first users of our solution, if you are interested in helping us um, with our machine learning algorithm, if you're interested in working um, directly with the team in regards to sort of algorithm research and machine learning research, um, feel free to email us um, below and um, sort of communicate with us directly and help us with our research. It'll allow us to sort of apply some benefits and discounts to you for the long for the long term. Um, we are actually giving away a 50% um, um, discount and, um, on your um, membership and also a lifetime discount as well. So by you by um, being part of our data donor data donor program, you will be able to sort of um, <laughs> live um, and have that eternity aspect a little bit more affordable. Wonderful. What's so, what's so funny? It's always exciting to find people who are interested in our solution. There you go. Love it. Yeah. I, want, I just want Zach forever. Zach, you should do it. <laughs> um, wild Zach, right? Not, not, not <laughs> yeah, turn cool. the dials back to uh, Dilly Dilly. Was, yeah. You said wild Zach style, or what was the other style? Boring, mellow Zach? Great. No, I don't know if I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll go with wine fest, wine fest Zach. Wine fest style. I like wine fest. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, and that concludes today's episode. <laughs> we appreciate your time of being here. Uh, Akobi, I look forward to meet you uh, in person at some point soon and um, continued success and uh, looking forward to to seeing you in 10 years uh, to, to answer that question for us. So. Right. We, want, we want to be on the, uh, the guest list. Uh, whatever big party you throw um, when that time comes. Don't forget about us. Yes. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Talk soon. Yes. Thanks, everybody.